Oh, do you want me to turn off my... No, no, you don't have to. Uh, oh, yeah. Give me, like, this sign. Just say, just give me this if, in case my thing is, like, in and out or something like that. Then I'll just stop talking and I'll wait a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, just give me, like, a one or two or whatever. And I'm trying to keep this away from my computer, too. Like, the microphone. <clears throat> Maybe that yeah. could be it. The fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways. I'll start this in, like, two seconds. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to uh, episode four, three. It might be three. It could uh, be three point five. Three, but it could be four. Yeah. Three and uh, a half. Yeah, three and a half of the two-way yeah. contract. Uh, that's Brendan Welper. I'm Hami Rain. Um, and uh, you know, we we didn't do an episode last week because you know load management. You know, we all have to have a little break. We all have to rest a little bit. So, yep. um, you know, we're at the point of our careers right now where, like, we cannot be on the microphone every night. You know, back-to-back nights, we we can't be doing. We we have to have, and if we do back-to-back nights, it has to be at least a premier opponent opponent, yep. or um, just give me, like, you know, three minutes of play time, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of people are pissed off about Kawhi Leonard, man. A lot of people are really pissed. And it's funny because, like, no one said anything last year. The, mm. I mean, like... Yeah, I felt, yeah go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I felt the same way. And, um, wow, I am a little stuffy. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think the big thing is with, with, like, how well he played in the playoffs last year. And he played an insane amount of minutes, um, you know, in, in for Toronto's run for a championship. I, I think it's like sort of like that the short term, long term gratifi- instant gratification. Like people are mad now, and I understand if you're uh, uh, not just a season ticket holder, but if you if you bought a ticket just to that game, um, you know, and he didn't play the other night, uh, was that in in Mil- against Milwaukee, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it was in LA, which is weird because they had a back to back at home. National. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And. Uh, uh, yeah, and and not to mention because I've been looking at prices for Clipper games and stuff like that, just like just to see what what it is and stuff like that. And amazingly, even with Kawhi still playing, it's still like eight dollars. That's incredible. Like I, I on the day where they were playing the Blazers, that game yeah. was on TNT. And you know, if you're going, if you're watching on TV, there's a lot of people at the game. You know, mm-hmm. it was eight dollars on the day, like six hours before the game. Against the Bucks, I'm sure it was a similar price. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, and, it, and you can argue, like, all the stuff, like, you know, like, it's just the ESPN people getting pissed off because he didn't play on ESPN, but he didn't play on TNT. Yeah. Um, which, honestly, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, like, yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, he said last year, he said in May, I wouldn't be playing like this if it wasn't for load management. He said something like that. And as a person who was directly affected by load management, by Kawhi's load management, because I went to a game last year, the Mm -hmm. Raptors played the Pacers in Indiana, and I was like, I got that ticket strictly to see Kawhi, and it was also like $15, you know? So I got those tickets, and I was like, I can't wait to see Kawhi. And again, that dance before the game, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? And then I found out that was the second game of a back-to-back, but then the Pacers, like they were the them and the Raptors are fighting for they're like you know two or three seed, you know mm-hmm. throughout the season, and like so that was the better team, the Pacers. But yeah. Hawaii played the night before in Toronto, and then they sound the morning of that he's not going to be playing. So I was pretty pissed, but at the same time I was like, oh, you know, I still get to see Kyle Lowry. I still get to see. I haven't seen Serge Ibaka. I haven't seen Marcus. Mm-hmm. Or no, Marcus Hall wasn't on the team yet. But you know, guys like Kyle, Lowry, I haven't seen these guys play. So yeah, I kind of it was kind of half. You know, mm. last half full kind of thing for me. Um, and it was also a pretty good game, you know. And then, you know, seeing the yeah. rise of Siakam and stuff like that. Um, which, by the way, that guy might win most improved again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, mean uh, I, I think the – and I'm interested, I'm interested to see with him, you know, now that the offense is probably – well, I mean, it is a lot more opened up without Kawhi. Um, and and then that's not a knock on, on on Leonard. That's just you know when when you lose a guy who because I don't I don't think Leonard is ball dominant. I think he uh, um, you know the possession doesn't really end necessarily if it goes to him. I mean and, and it, even if it does, even if he is the final guy to 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 touch the ball, 
um, you know, and he uses the last 10 seconds of the shot clock or whatever. Like you're not, you're not going to complain. But, um, but I think, you know, and this is year, Steve, he was drafted in 2016, is my math correct? Year four for Siakam, I think. Um, I think so. I, I wasn't sure when he was drafted. Was he drafted in 2016? Yeah, I believe okay, so. Okay, so yeah, this would be the fourth season. 26, I'm counting on my fingers. 2016, 2017. Yeah, four. There we go. All right. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think, um, you know, because we, we don't know how long that roster, if they're, depending on, how they fare and it's i think it's too early still with records and stuff but depending on how they fare coming into like you know december january if they're going to blow it up if they're going to kind of keep this this group intact um i'm really looking forward to seeing him be like the guy on offense uh uh you know maybe him and lowry running like pick and pop or something or, or uh i mean he, he can handle the ball and he can make decisions for himself sort of like as a point forward i know you know his, his position is a little bit fluid um, depending on who they throw out there, but uh, sorry, there's some, some loud noise outside my apartment. Uh, <laughs> but um, I mean, I, I, I know the Raptors maybe aren't like must see a, a league pass team this year because obviously you don't have quite Leonard, but I still think you know anytime they're on or anytime you have a chance if you have full league passing to tune into them to watch a guy like Siakam develop, uh, OG Ananobi and Anobi. Um, uh, he started off the season pretty hot. Um, I know cooled down a little bit, but uh, I mean, they get some really nice players. And again, as long as that group is still together until there is a major trade, I, I think they're still worth watching. But yeah, I, I'm inter- I'm really looking forward to seeing Siakam do because if he did all that last year, wasn't a focal point of the offense, uh, was maybe, I mean, towards the end of the season, I think he became more important to that team than Lowry. Not to not Kyle Lowry, but just because um, how, you know, how good he was on both ends of the floor with Siakam. Um, and he, he gets boards. He gets boards like crazy. Yeah. He's yeah. always and, getting and, rebounds. Yeah. And you, you wouldn't think that with, I know, I know he's got some length, um, but he's, you know, he's still pretty skinny. You wouldn't think that with his size, but he became so valuable for them to sort of see what he's going to do now with, again, like that quiet opens up a lot of other options for other players. Um, I think it's, I still think Toronto's a pretty good team, but he's definitely a guy that, I mean, I, like, I'll, I'll tune in to watch and see what he does now. Yeah, I mean, even yesterday they played the Lakers and um, they beat that Laker ass, which was fucking beautiful to watch. Um, as a guy who, you know, I, it's not that, like, yeah, I, I get a little like, you know, I, I'm not like mad when the Lakers win or anything or like if they win the championship, it's like whatever, you know, it's fine. If they beat the Celtics, it's great, you know, but yeah. if the if it's the Lakers, um, this iteration of the Lakers, not a big fan. Um, it's just that it's just still so awkward seeing LeBron in a Laker jersey, mm-hmm. and um, I just can't get used to it. I can't get used to LeBron wearing that jersey. He looks a lot better in red, you know. <laughs> he, he looks better with the Cavs red or whatever, or the yeah. Heat or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, this kind of reminds us kind of an aside, but the Laker jerseys yesterday, uh, you know, they always wear white on Sundays, and I think that's honestly the only good jersey nike's done for the lakers this these last two years is the white jersey that's a good point and, and i actually i couldn't stand the lakers white white jerseys um before yeah because yeah. it was just like you know that I was think a new that, thing like a couple like 12 13 years that was a new thing yeah and because it, it, i thought it was always cool they were like the one team i mean there might have been other teams that did throughout their history that you know they wore Yellow at home or gold, whatever the hell, and then purple on the road. They didn't have a white one. Then they introduced it for the Sunday, Sunday matinee, Sunday night games. Um, like, like you said, like mid two thousands or whatever. But uh, yeah, the only and the thing that really bugged me about the the purple one since Nike got is like the black side panel. Oh, why why do you have that? You know, I, I you know, I mean, if you're a team like the Lakers, Bulls, Celtics, I mean, your your jerseys are they're iconic, they they're timeless. Just don't, don't, don't mess with them. Just let them be. You can add other one. You can add other, especially now. Don't, don't mess with what works. That's just my big thing. And I'm glad they added the drop shadow numbers back, but they're still a little bit wonky. Um, I just don't know how you screw up a brand like that, especially if you're Nike. I, I don't know, but it, 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 it like, cause I remember going, cause you know, when LeBron went there last year, that was the second season Nike did uh, mm-hmm. jerseys. And I was thinking like, oh, they're gonna they sh- they better improve the jerseys, you know, they oh, yeah. better improve with LeBron there now because LeBron's a Nike, uh, the statue for Nike, you know. Yeah. And 
nothing changed. I don't think anything changed. Maybe the black stripe was added. I don't know. Maybe that was a new thing. The purple jerseys were modified a little bit. Yeah. Um, and maybe the lettering was like more like looking like Showtime, what it used to look like. Um, but that was it. Like only the font was a little bit different, and like the jersey color was still terribly like highlighter yellow. Yeah. I think the only team that can do highlighter stuff now is Atlanta, and they really owned it. Like they've really mm-hmm. owned it. And I, I used to be kind of like fifty-fifty, but now I, I I love it because the Hawks always try new things. Yeah. But the Lakers and, like, the Bulls, too. The Bulls rarely ever get a new jersey. And the new jerseys they got look like cop cars. Uh, <laughs> the flag jersey, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's um, right. But yeah. the white one, the white one with the Chicago script was a great one. That's a great jersey. Yeah, it was a great jersey. Um, mm-hmm. I always thought that one was kind of weird, though, too, seeing that. Because I'm just so used to seeing, like, white, red, or black. Mm-hmm. And um, another aside, I don't like seeing teams wear road jerseys at home yeah i i, I don't either um it, it kind of mean you, you get some like dark colors on dark colored matchups um yeah or you see the home team wearing whatever you see like red versus blue or something like that and it's just like mm-hmm. really yeah or, or um, i mean it, it, you see a lot of like teams like that are you know the away team wearing wearing the white jerseys and and i mean is, is it at the end of the day is it um, is it a big deal? No, but just like aesthetically and like when when years and years and years you're just sort of conditioned that okay, team in white, they're home. Um it it it, it is pretty awkward. Um and it, I don't la- I mean last year it got out of hand. Like last year it was like the first year in Nike I think teams were testing it. Uh, but I mean last year it was I, I think it was Houston Houston wore I mean I know Houston changed their uniforms over the over the summer and they're a little bit cleaner but i mean i think houston barely wore their white jersey at all last year and their white jerseys are like their original jersey with that logo too that's a good point yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and and they and i like those white jerseys those are really nice jerseys yeah they're clean black ones are cool too i like the black one but i don't like when they wear that at home like i remember when the conference finals they were wearing that at home but everyone in the crowd's wearing red you know yeah it it was just off it was weird you know yeah um It'd just be like if the Rockets played the Bulls in the finals and they're wearing their black jerseys and the Bulls are wearing their red jersey. Everyone's wearing red in the crowd, you know? Yeah. It, it kind of looks like a Bulls game, you know? Like a, like a home yeah. game at the Toyota Center. Um, but that shouldn't be a problem because the Bulls are just depressing. Um, <laughs> but speaking of the Bulls, like the, they've been doing – that's been one of their main changes is that their red jerseys are now their home jerseys, which I just <laughs> cannot really get behind because – uh, you know, it's kind of like because uh, I know hockey did this too. Hockey had that change, yeah. like the primary colors now the home jersey. Um, and I'm not sure. I had this conversation with one of our friends, Jorge. Um, mm-hmm. If football did this too, I wasn't sure if football did this. I know the Cowboys, obviously, they were white at home, but like in terms of like, uh, you know, like was there a change where white was the home jersey, and then now it's like you know your primary color? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I- I don't really I, I I don't know I mean I know like a lot of teams that played in um you know outdoor stadiums like in in the south and in the west coast like or in like the September October games they would wear white at home to make their opponents wear a darker color if it was sunny out um but yeah I, I mean I I do remember the the hockey one um and now I I think I mean I've watched hockey in years but now I I, I don't know if it's it, I'm sure it's still the same uh football's an interesting one because even like last night dallas chose to wear which they, yes they, they i saw that wear. i they're, saw they're that they never wear that yeah and, and usually teams force them to wear that like the eagles or the, if it's an early season matchup the eagles or giants or redskins will wear white at home to make, to kind of you know piss them off and a little bit make them wear those blues but uh so that so that was i mean the, the, i it, it's so so it's so just sort of ambiguous now what the rules are with like uniforms and everything, uh, what you wear when. I mean, it, it's uh, like even like you know what it was like 15, 20 years ago. It's, it's just a whole lot different because there's so many the the deals for like the manufacturers are so like lucrative, and, and, and they they just want it. They just want to keep selling merchandise. So yeah, uh, and um, you know, like we said, it's not a big deal, but it does bother me mm-hmm. because it, it's just I don't know. 
maybe I'm just being a curmudgeon or something like that, but um, I know in hockey it, it definitely does look that, and and it looks fine. It looks fine like normally, like if yeah. you're watching a game, the Blackhawks are wearing red or whatever, the Red Wings are wearing red. It's like, mm. yeah, it's fine. And I don't think anyone wears home uh, white at home. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, in football I have seen that. I think in the first in the first couple of weeks when I was just when I was watching TV, they were just showing highlights. And um, I can't remember which teams did it, but I know a lot of teams were white on, like, the first week or two for some reason. Like, is it, like, a home opener thing? Is that why? I don't know, but um, kind of weird. Um, anyways, back to the NBA stuff. Um, a lot of great games this weekend. Uh, so um, we can start with, I guess, like, uh, let's start with Friday stuff because Friday was a pretty crazy day. Uh, I think the Nuggets played the Sixers, and Jokic had that buzzer beater. And apparently, um, the Nuggets were down apparently in that game, and then they came back and won. Um, do you think Denver is going to have a similar uh, season to last year? Or um, I mean, obviously they're not going to be as good, but like, do you, can you see them being a top three seed again? Yeah, good. And, and, and that was a, that was a great finish against. I, I believe Jokic had like he missed a. Mr. Runner, I think it was Millsap or somebody got the rebound, and Jokic sort of floats back. I'm surprised he didn't go behind. I mean, I, they, I know they didn't need a three-pointer, but I'm surprised he didn't go behind the three-point line. He kicks out to him, and he makes it. Um, and, I, and I think he thought he got fouled on that, too. But, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, the thing that, I mean, because Denver's, Denver's played really, really well to start. Um, you know, I mean, that, that team, obviously, uh, Millsap is healthy. I know the, uh, it was his third year there. The first year, you know, it took him a while to get um, to get on the floor with everybody. And that's why maybe they had they weren't as um, they didn't win as many games in 2017, 18 as maybe. And maybe that was still a year too early for that team and for Mike Malone's team. Um, you know, I, I could I could see them as a top three seed. I think the big thing with them is uh is, is their defense uh late uh in Jokic's defense has gotten better over the years um uh, I mean Jamal Murray's really turned into a guy that's quietly I, I mean I know among the people who follow the NBA night in and night out you know like us and a lot of other people that, that were friends with them, I mean they know how good Jamal Murray is but um but I think because he's on a team with, with Nikola Jokic and because they play in Denver um I think he gets overlooked um, you know, Tory Craig's a, a you know a good player, and, and some of the other guys that that, that they got on there. Um, but yeah, De- Denver's an interesting team. I, I could see them, um, you know, going going far. The the big thing is, I mean, if, if the Lakers keep keep playing like this, obviously you got the Clippers to worry about. Um, so on Blazers are going to be definitely in that mix. I mean, I I I think I I put Denver even though Portland beat them last year. In the um, you know, in the in the playoffs to get to the conference finals, um, I probably I, I put Denver uh, ahead of the Blazers, but uh, they, they better I, they better be oh, yeah. because they have so many good pieces on that team. And the Blazers, which I was going to get to in a second, but I can just say it right now: the Blazers are right now a one man show. Oh and yeah, yeah. If you if you're watching the Blazers, I mean, I mean like like I was going to mention just in a second, the Blazers lost to the Nets, and, you know, the Nets aren't a bad team or anything, but mm. I don't think anyone else on the Blazers stepped up that night except for Lillard, and Lillard got 60 points. Now, I know he got, like, a lot. He got, like, five, six points in, like, the last, like, two seconds. He shot mm. some free throws, and he made, like, a basically, like, a half-court shot at the end. Um, mm. But 60 points is 60 points. That's an yeah. amazing effort, and against the Clippers, too. Um, I know Lillard didn't play as well, and he was kind of carried at some points, but... Um, it's also it's it's clear that he's I mean everything runs through him and the supporting cast is just just not it just not it for the Blazers they're just not good enough um it's kind of like the theme for this team in the last couple of years where they're they're good but they're just not quite good enough um so yeah I, the Nuggets better be better like they better have a winning record a better record than the Blazers otherwise. You better give Lillo the MVP. You know, if if they're ahead of the Nuggets, mm-hmm. teams like the Nuggets, or if they're even like a fourth seed, I think Lillo should get that MVP. You know? Yeah, and, and you think of I think just even the head-to-head matchup. You know, if Hassan Whiteside is going to be, uh, assuming again, assuming he's there, 
the entire year. And, and, and he, you know, he's, he's regressed. I think. And again, he, like when he first, like what, four or five years ago, when he first kind of broke out of the scene, I mean, he, he was, our, he wasn't, he was like, you know, 25, 26, uh, maybe a year, you know, a couple years younger, but now I, you know, he's 20. I believe he's almost 30. Um, you know, he's really struggled. Uh, you as, see, as, uh, Shaq and Charles, you see what they said about him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was pretty brutal. <laughs> Yeah, I, I uh, well, I, I didn't hear exactly. I, I I saw his response to the criticism. Mm. Uh, I didn't hear exactly what Shaq and them s- said about him. What was it? Uh, well, during the during the halftime break, um, I don't even know what the score was, but you know, because this this is actually a great market because I'm on I'm watching NBA TV now right now, and they're showing this full game right now. So, um, mm. it's just the game just started, but um, basically he said, uh, Shaq just turned to the camera and just said, you know, if you're a young guy. You know, and he probably—I wonder—I don't know if he thought that Whiteside was a little bit younger, but you know, he's Whiteside's still young. You know, 30, 29, 30s, still relatively young compared mm. to Shaq, right? Yeah. Uh, he was just kind of looked at the camera and said, "If you're a young guy and you know you're you're, you're a big, you know, like Whiteside, just ball out, just you know, just ball out, you know, give out some effort." And then <laughs> Charles Barkley, uh, I don't—I don't even remember what he said, but what what it, the I guess um I don't even know what do you call it when you shorten something um I'm sounding like an idiot here but Charles Barkley would just be like come on man you know you're letting this guy uh, Muscala or something like that not Muscala it was uh, Zubats Zubats mm-hmm. just dominate you in the paint and he's just like taking your lunch basically um so yeah uh, Zubats was just schooling Whiteside and you know as to see Kawhi Leonard here guy just has such a complete game um mm-hmm. but yeah like. Unlike Hassan Whiteside, you know, Hassan Whiteside is like a like a two trick pony, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, yeah, I think the big thing, you know, he's kind of kind of fi- figured out and and um, I mean, really good. Re- I think I think he led the league in rebounding one year uh, with about fourteen, fifteen at night. But um, you know, and yeah, also, I don't think that's not to mention like the game has been kind of like it's been moving out slowly. In the last yeah. like five years, since he broke out, the game has been going away from his style of play. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the I think the Blazers, honestly, like I, I with the way things have started so far, um, and it's been clear that like their supporting cast isn't very good, or maybe they're just very, you know, they're just very slow to get started. You know, that mm-hmm. that could also be it. But even looking at the players on the roster, it's just it's not like great. You know. Um, and CJ McCollum has been very, very bad so far to start the season, even though he did have a pretty clutch moment yesterday. Um, so, I mean, because, like, when you look at the backcourt, Lillard and McCollum, I kind of get DeRozan and Lowry vibes where, like, they're good, but, you know, they're just not good enough. You know, they're, they're like, not like a real contender, you know. And I kind of yeah. felt like that last year, too, when they kind of made it to the conference finals. And I was really surprised that they got through Denver because the Nuggets were winning that game by, like, 15 points. Um, mm. But, you know, McCollum just pretty much carried the Blazers in that game seven. And, you know, he, he's off to a slow start now. I don't know what, what his contract situation is. I don't know if he got a new deal over the summer or something like that. But um, it, it just not, like, you know, also not to mention that they're both the same size, too. Lillard and McCollum. <laughs> they're both, like, 6'2", six, 6'3". So it's just really, really hard to win like that. And, like, if you are going to have a team like that, you better have, like, an elite defense. Yeah. And, or, like, an amazing rebounding team or something like that. Um, mm. But, yeah, like I said, it's just not enough. I think Iguodala would be great for them. Um, really any any sort of wing who can play both. OG would be unbelievable, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, the Blazers is just not good enough. But great effort from Lillard so far. He's definitely, like, in this first two weeks, he's probably like a front runner for MVP. Just like an easy kind of choice you can make. You know, who who's playing? Who's one of the best players to start the season? Just say Lillard. He's probably the best, second best, maybe the third best if you want to count LeBron first and, and Kawhi, because um, Kawhi's been playing great as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, you mentioned the defense, and um, you know, some of the guys they've lost over the years, the Blizzards. You know, they don't have Alfred Camino anymore. Um, in my mind is escaping me right now and the others I wanted to say. Uh Harkless. Uh, yeah, Harkless is those, gone. But those were just like those are just like strictly defensive players. But yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And, like, and, those and, matter. Yeah, and, and you know, Lillard is as incredible as he is on offense. He struggles defensively. Uh, McCollum, McCollum's a better defender than he is, but, I, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's ever locked down. Um, and I think that was the thing with the Blazers, was that their defense was never never great. I mean, they always have a high-powered offense, but, I mean, that's going to – and, and, you know, Whiteside is um, – I always felt like he was hit or miss on defense. There's good guys that he matches up against, but, um, you know, against like maybe Nikola Jokic who makes him play outside of the paint a little bit. And Jokic isn't fast to begin with, but Jokic can sell guys on head fakes, pump fakes, jab steps, and all that. Um, and if you're not ready for it, I mean, he can make you look stupid. He's done that to a lot of centers. Um, and, I, and I know I'm, I'm, that's just one team, one player. But, I mean, that's who they're going to have to face if they want to get back to the conference finals or if they, if they want to get past Denver or, and even challenge, you know, one of those two teams that plays at Staples. So I, I, I definitely um, – I mean, Lillard's been he's – been, he's been incredible. And the guys uh, – I mean, you could say he's in his prime, uh, but he's still – I mean, this is only like his seventh year, uh, which is a lot. But, I mean, you know, I, I just, just thinking it, – it's I'm always comparing like NBA careers to NFL careers. And, I mean, you can play a good 15, 20 years in the NBA. If you, give, it, you know, if you're lucky, obviously that's, you know, fortunate with health and everything. Um, and, and, and just – and. Yeah, so I, I think uh, you know Blazers. I'm I'm interested to see what a lot of these teams are going to do with the deadline because I don't know if that many people, myself included, expected the Lakers to get out this hot. Again, it's only been about 12, 10, 12 games for each team. I mean, it's not even Thanksgiving, but uh, but LA and Boston are off to some good starts, which is weird weird to see. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Lillard is 29. He's going to be 30 in July. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say this is his prime right now. This is the last yeah. year, last two years has been his prime, and and I think I think his game will his game will age pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. As far as being like the number one guy when you're like 33 years old, that's gonna be tough to see. Um, yeah. A lot a lot can happen in four years. So many things can change in four years. Who knows? The Blazers could you know somehow you know make like a miraculous run, or they can get someone really good through trade mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, yeah. but yeah, um, as he reaches, he's about to hit 30. Um, it's going to be really, I don't want to say interesting because that's just like an overused word, but it's going to be kind of like, it's going to be worth seeing what they're going to do with him because I know everyone thought Westbrook was untouchable in yeah. Oklahoma city. And all of a sudden now he's playing with this, you know, with his good friend, James Harden. And, um, I wonder if Lillard's going to get something like that happen to him where, like, people are going to be like, you should trade him to start up again, you know, trade him to a different team. You know, honestly, just trade him to the Bulls. That'd be that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> we mm. can use a guy like that. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, no, uh, it's it's going to be tough to see what the Blazers do. Like, if he does win a title, you know, just hypothetically speaking, I could see it being, like, a Dirk kind of thing. He's yeah. Like 34 years old. just trying to get, like, his last run. Um but the difference is Dirk definitely had better teams. He had like guys like Jason Terry. He had, mm. whole, you know, he had he's had systems and stuff like that. Yeah, like um, a resurgent Jason Kidd. And yeah, uh, yeah, and that team in general was just like it was, you know, it was just like a whole bunch of like parts just, who just fit perfectly. It was like a puzzle, you know, they just fit yeah. perfectly together. Um, you know, Sean Marion was really good. Mm. Um, Jason Terry and then even guys like like Stoyakovich came off the bench. He he had some timely shots and that kind of thing. Um, anyways, uh, before he got injured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. going to uh, back to the Rockets. Uh, the Rockets have been pretty good, but are they good enough? Are the Rockets good enough? I mean, like they, I think they've been looking pretty. Like the offense has been looking really nice. And I think Westbrook is going to be a fine fit. I mean, maybe I don't know what the I don't know what the consensus is on the Westbrook Harden thing right now. Um, mm. But the Rockets' defense, I know coming into the Bulls game the other the other night, they mm. were one of the worst. They're like 27th or something like that in defense, and I was really surprised to see that their net rating was 116.2. But now that they've won three in a row. Um, it's like 98. So the, their defense mm-hmm. is better, but they've played teams like like the Bulls. They've played the Nets, who are not like an offensive juggernaut, but who are pretty good. And um, they played the Grizzlies, and they also um, they played the Warriors too. So um, 
it's not like you know like not like good offensive teams you know yeah. um so like you know it's it's a good it's a good sign right that they're improving but um you know they had that game against the wizards which was 159 to 158 yeah, which is awful which is ridiculous and um it yeah. kind of wanted me to lead to another question which i'll get to in a second but i wanted to ask you first do you think the rockets are good enough as it stands and uh or do you think you know, because things, they always improve. The Rockets are always looking better, like, in March. But um, well, when the playoffs come, because we got the Clippers to worry about, and they got the Lakers, too, and mm-hmm. you just, I, I really, I don't want to make any predictions. This is the season where I really don't want to make many predictions, because uh, I think it's gonna, I think we're in for a, a real treat, really, um, especially when April comes, assuming most people are healthy. Um, but yeah, do you think the Rockets would be good enough when that time comes? You know, I I don't see it, and I think just um, I mean, if they didn't they didn't get by the Warriors last year with 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 the injuries and with how how crazy that series went, uh, you know, I mean, Steph wasn't 100. percent Obviously, Kevin Durant um, exited early in that series, if I'm not mistaken. It was Game Five. It was like in the third quarter of Game Five, but hmm. the game was tied at that point. Or the Warriors are up by three or something like that, but it was game five. Um, and, yeah, and, and uh, you know, the Rockets would jump out to that 2-0 lead, uh, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I think it was uh, I think it was one one or something like 1-1. that. One one. All right, or, cause, because cause they 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 had what the two one lead or, or they they uh, I I could be totally. I'm gonna look uh, it up right now. I I think it was like, I think it was like two two, and then like the Warriors just won the last two games. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might have been up two one. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna look it up right now. Rockets Warriors 2019. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, I have to open up the basketball reference. All right. Okay. Uh, Warriors went up two zero. Rockets came well. back and they tied it at two. My mistake. Okay, I I, I thought something went up too. Uh, bad memory on my part. But um, you know, you know, again, if they didn't, if they didn't win, late, I think twenty eighteen was obviously their best chance. You know, they were up in, in in the series. They had game seven at home. We know the twenty seven missed straight point, twenty seven straight three pointers that they missed. Um, to me, that was their best chance, and it's kind of been slowly plateauing and and probably downhill since then. Um, you know, I, I mean, James Harden is an incredible scorer, you know, like him or not. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of his style, but it's effective. It works. And you get, you I mean, you got to respect what the guy's done. Uh, Westbrook is sort of, I mean, he's, he's such a different player, but I think they yeah. complement each other so well. It's one of the more unique, unique backcourts ever. I think just because they're two guys that sort of transcend this, this decade. Um, and they get to the free throw line, they get to the free throw line in very different ways. Uh, you know, with with kind of baiting guys into following them, like James Harden, and kind of you know pushing the rules, and then Westbrook just steamrolling through on in transition and stuff, and trying to draw as much contact as possible. Um, you know, I, I Clint Capella kind of got you know found out uh, you know, a couple of years ago in the playoffs um, by you know he, he got yeah it worked pretty well by like Carl Anthony Towns. Now, granted, they still won that series, um, but the one I'm on matchup was kind of indicative. Uh, you know, he, and he disappeared at times last year uh, against Golden State, and, and even really in that first series against the Clippers, you know, had had problems with Montrezl Harrell and, and and so on. Yeah, you know, I, I I think the I mean, just look at the Rockets; they're good enough to 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 make the second round. They're good enough to probably make the conference finals. And I don't mean to be so like, uh, oh my God, you know, like the Clippers and Lakers, but though, I mean those teams look and and, and the thing with the Clippers, Paul George isn't even. You know, he, he's now he should be coming back soon. But when you add a guy like that, um, you know, I mean, you you have two like, I mean, the, the crazy thing about the Rockets, Lakers, and Clippers, you have James Harden, Russell Westbrook, one team, LeBron James, who I, who I still believe is the best player in the game, LeBron James, Andy Davis on another team, and then obviously Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, but I just think the role players on the Clippers and Lakers are a lot better. Um, 
then I mean, Eric Gordon can be a great three point shooter. I mean, he can go off for 20, 25 in a game, but then three games straight, especially in a series, he can be non existent. He can be a liability on defense. He can just flat out miss open shots that, you know, if, if Harden and Westbrook are going to give up the ball to, to create an open shot for you and draw, draw defenders away, I mean, you got to knock those down. Those are points that you can't give up. And, that, and that's what they, you know, Gordon missed critical shots, um, you know, last season. He had, you know, a pretty good playoffs in 2018. I just think it's, you know, it's, it, I don't know. I, I, I think I, and their best chance, and I hate to harp on it, was the 2018 conference final series. Last year they had a good shot. After thank you for, for bringing it up, you know, they were down 2-0, but then fought back. And then the injury to Durant, they couldn't. Um, I don't know what that team, you know, I mean, they're really good. They've, they've had some historic, I mean, what, what, one of the one of the I mean, one of the, the third or fourth highest winning percentage of the decade regular season wise, it's up there. And I should I should have had that step, but I just don't see it. I mean, you know, yeah, they don't have to go through the Warriors this year, but they arguably got two teams that are. I'm not saying either, either Lakers or Clippers are as good as those Warriors teams because I don't think they are, uh, at least not yet. But even if, if you don't face you know one of those guys in, in round one or two, you, you you're gonna have to go through a Denver, you're gonna have to go through a Portland, and we don't know what other teams you know really are gonna are gonna step up and make that stride kind of out in the West. So it, it is it is really tough. I just don't see it. Yeah, it's it's tough to say obviously because we're in November and you know there's so much fucking snow outside um, <laughs> here in Chicago. So you know once the snow dies down a little bit, we'll we'll get a better understanding of where teams are at and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. Yeah, when you bring up 2018, they they should have won. Like they, yeah. even when Chris Paul went down, like they were up three double digits both games, yep. game mm-hmm. six and seven. And I remember that game seven. I remember uh, I took a nap and then I woke up and I like missed like the first quarter. It was like the middle of the second quarter. I was like, oh shit, I can't believe I missed this. I gotta watch this game, you know. And um, at that point, the Rockets were up by like 12, 13 points, and I was like, damn, you know. And then the Warriors. They made, like, a bunch of mid-range jumpers, a lot of tough threes, just doing what they do, you know? Just going with that backs against the wall, that sense of urgency. It's kind of like adrenaline, you know? Just, like, kind of coursing through that team. And they're just like, we can't be losing like this. We can't go out like this, that kind of shit. Um, coming back and winning that game, obviously, and, and winning the and just dominating the finals. That finals just was not fun. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. I, I I do think the Rockets are I think they'll be better than the Lakers. Uh, okay. Maybe mm. in the regular season, but I think yeah. the Clippers will be the team like that everyone's gonna be like, all right, yeah. I mean, like this is the number one seed. Maybe the number one seed, maybe the number two, but they're gonna be the team that like everyone's gonna be kind of worried to play against because they are just built for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And um. And you mentioned Paul George uh, coming back. That seems to be, like, the meme of the season so far. Like, the first weeks of the season. Oh, Paul mm-hmm. George is still not, you know, still not playing. Oh, they still got, you know, the Clippers are dominating by 25 points. They still got Paul George, you know. Yeah. Um, waiting in the wings. Um, and I think he'll be playing this this week or whenever the Clippers play next, I think he'll be playing. Uh, so it'll be nice to see if you're uh, – if you're one of the the seven Clipper fans out there, um, and <laughs> I'm sure there's got to be more. But I mean, you know, even looking at this game right now, the they're showing the rerun of the Blazers Clippers game from last week. A lot, lot of lot of fans wearing red in the crowd, but there's also like a lot of Laker fans just wearing Laker jerseys there. And it's amazing, and it's it's a Clippers Blazers game. I mean, yeah. and, and and what I've always wondered this, like. I don't care what era, even even if if you're kid growing up in the last decade, and still, I mean, the Lakers have, I mean, they won a championship more recently than, than either of our teams. Um, in fact, crap, like the Lakers have won uh, two more titles since the last time that the Pistons won a playoff game, which was 2008. <laughs> so that's not that's another story. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I told it to a Lakers fan a couple of years ago who was like complaining and. And he said it made him feel better. I'm like, well, it should, yeah, <laughs> because yeah, they make uh, the playoffs like every other year. It seems like, and yeah. you know, seeing them last year miss it with LeBron, I'm not gonna lie, it was very fucking satisfying because oh, Laker yeah. fans talking all that shit about now we have LeBron, and you know, just going back to Laker fans, and you know, I I know we're we're friends with some Laker fans, and like it's 
we're not talking about them specifically, but like mm-hmm. just like the fan base as a whole. I mean, it's like this fucking cult. Yeah. Um, it- Laker fans always show up to Bulls games, stuff like that. It's always like a 50-50 crowd, probably 60-40 the other day when the Lakers played. But the thing is that this, that game was like – it was like you you couldn't get a ticket because mm-hmm. whenever LeBron comes to town, a bunch of you know prices jack up. And then whenever the Lakers are in town, it doesn't matter what their team is. Whenever the Lakers are in town, the prices are so – so when you add those two together, you get an, an impossible entry to the game. <laughs> or if you're a fan of the of of the team, I didn't see like watching that game, the Bulls versus Lakers was really disappointing for me because, um, you know, the Bulls obviously they're up by like 20 points or something like that, uh, in the first half they blew it in the second half, but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily that, but yeah. yeah, that sucked and you know the Bulls should have, you know they should stop being so fucking soft, you know, but um, <laughs> but. It was the fans at the game that I was kind of pissed off that, like, <laughs> wow. Like, whenever the Bulls made a basket, like, no one's cheering. Like, seriously. I don't mm. know if that was, like, the TV, the microphones or whatever, but uh, whenever the Lakers did anything, the like, crowd would just go nuts, and I'm just like, oh, my God. And it reminded me of when I went to a Bulls-Lakers game which it's with a similar result, like, 10 years ago, and um, Laker fans just, like, chanting, let's go, Lakers. Bulls are up by 20. They blow the lead. Kobe Bryant's going off. And the crowd's going absolutely nuts whenever Kobe Bryant makes a shot. It it feels like a Lakers home game. And um, I just, you know, I hate, I I, I just, I hate seeing that, especially like, you know, what happens to your team. Um, I know that, I know Chicago fans travel generally pretty well when the Mm. Bears play anywhere. There's usually a loud crowd uh, Mm. cheering for the Bears. Cub fans are crazy. Cub fans travel mm. like crazy too. Um, they go to every game in Cincinnati for some reason. Uh, <laughs> they go going to Cincinnati just to watch what, like just to watch some guys play catch, you know. Um, but you could do that here uh, in Chicago for seven dollars at a White Sox game, you know. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, like you know, I know I get that the Lakers are the they are the NBA base. They are the NBA's like premier franchise. Um, but so it bothers me seeing that just, uh, just cause you know, everyone, cause you know, a lot of Chicago fans, a lot of Chicago people are Laker fans or they are LeBron fans. That's mm-hmm. like another thing too. People are for are fans of players and teams now, which is, um, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a new era of like following teams and stuff like that and players because uh, in social media, but I don't know. It's still kind of weird to me. Um, just because you root for one guy, you root for like, oh, I hate this guy, but I love it. You know, he's on my team, he's my favorite guy's team, so I got to root for him now. Um, anyways, um, I I didn't have much else to say uh, in this podcast. Um, the Bulls are not looking very good. Uh, I know Blake Griffin should be coming back soon. Or he yeah, come back already. Well, he's scheduled to come back tonight uh, tonight, when they host the Timberwolves. So, although Casey, I know Shams put out a report. um, Dwayne Casey said, well, you know, it's not 100%. So, uh, I mean, they they, they need him badly. And and they're hurting with without Derrick. I mean, Derrick Rose was was really a revelation for them because uh, you know this as well as as maybe I do. And you've heard me harp on it for years. I mean, they haven't had a guy that can go out and just like just get you a bucket. Since I mean, really, like since Grant hit, like on this level, um, and and Rose isn't what he was in Chicago. Obviously, he's still very effective. Um, and, and you you could argue Blake Griffin as good of a year as he had last year, which which at points looked like the best of his career. You know, he wasn't the explosive, um, which was fine. He's more of a of, of an outside shooting threat. Um, I mean, it, because the Pistons had just just struggled to, um. Yeah, well, I mean, they 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 have a lot of role players. Luke Kennard's nice. Um, I, I wouldn't say Andrew Drummond's a role player, but like you mentioned with with uh, with Sam Whiteside, his game is just, you know, it it just and Drummond's in his eighth season now, but it it's like every year that he's been in, the the league has gone more and more away from back to the basket post up play, and he's trying to adapt to that. But yeah, so Griffin Griffin should be back tonight. We'll see how that goes for the Pistons. Uh. Or four and six, and we've played the Pacers three times already. So I don't know what the scheduling is oh, with that. Wow. I don't. I don't know. And, and I think Detroit plays um, 
I know they play the Bulls again soon, and they play the Bulls the Bulls a third time yes, before I'll New Year. Yes, I'll be going to that game. That is next Wednesday. Nice night. Let, you, so you I'm let me know. hoping Blake will be back because I got the ticket mostly to see Blake and Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. And because, um, you know, I've seen Drummond before, and I remember he airballed some free throws. <laughs> That was a great time. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, though. Pistons fans, are they fed up with Drummond? Well, first, it's, it's tough finding Pistons fans. No, uh, um, but the, I, it depends. I feel like some who casually follow the team probably are. The ones who closely follow, they either they either respect them and uh, or, or the ones – or there's people who – it's interesting because – Oh, and one, you won't have to worry about Pistons fans overtaking the United Center. I'd be surprised yeah. if you saw more. I expect to see maybe like three or four. That's probably it. And those like, probably people probably live in Chicago, moving from Detroit a while ago. Or just like, just pulled, just figured, what, what the hell, I'll root against. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, time. yeah. Oh, I got money on the Pistons tonight, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or they're like those odd person like me who just like wants to go there to also root on their team, but also just be a, a jerk. Yeah, uh, just be a dick, uh, yeah. I would never do that. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I, I think fans are um, – it, 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 it's, it's kind of like the Matthew Stafford thing. And I, I think – not to talk about Paul, and I, and I know, like, we got to wrap it up soon. But um, I think they don't appreciate what he does just because what he does, you know, rebounding, it's not sexy. Um, he's – you know, he, he's kind of awkward when, when, he, when he, you know, drives with the basketball. And it, it's not the – form with some of his, his jump hooks and it's it's an ugly style of play like it reminds me like he's not the player that Joakim Noah was um and Joakim Noah was a lot more physical he was a much better defender and and um Joakim Noah was a pretty good rebounder too I think people people forget um but you know Joakim Noah wasn't a beautiful style of play and Drummond's I think is like you know several tiers down from that it, so it's hard especially today with with without highlights have just increased it's hard to appreciate that um, I, I think fans are finally starting to accept him for what he is—a really good rebounder, re- a good player. Um, but if, if, if it's like, they're so split, like it's either you, you really like him or you're just like, man, I can't wait till his contract's up. And so, yeah, yeah. and that's why I asked this because uh, I think this is his last year on his deal. So mm-hmm. next summer, will he, he might get a new deal? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, and then people are saying that oh, are we gonna end up maxing Drummond because that's just the way of the NBA now. Small market teams. I know Detroit's not really like a small city, but it is smaller compared to like Chicago, New York, and stuff like that. Mm, um, I would consider it small market. Just, yeah. Yeah. And the whole, you know, those just the whole thing is small market teams. Because the Pistons, like, yeah, I mean, like, not like not a small city per se, but like, yeah, it's run like a small market for sure. Um, overpaying. For like not like amazing players, you know, just the whole yeah. overpaying thing. That's definitely like a small market. Like that's like a curse, you know, for being a small market. Um, so I mean, I, I'm worried that the, the the Pistons might like tie them up to like a contract with Drummond. And I don't think Drummond's bad or anything. It's just that he's you know, he's not. He like, what he, yeah, he is what he is, right? Like yeah. he is. He, he can. He he he's kind of limited in some ways. And um, yeah, like we like we've. What's been the theme today? The the game has been going away from guys like that for a while. Uh, yep. Did you watch the game yesterday? The 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 uh, NFL game between Chicago Detroit. Uh, sadly, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so sorry for you because I tried to avoid that game all day. And uh, me and uh, I mentioned Jorge before. Me and Jorge, we went to a soccer bar mm. and just uh, we wanted to watch the MLS title game. Oh yeah. And I wanted to I wanted to get more into soccer and stuff like that. And uh, we're at this place, and you know, there's the MLS game. There's like a fucking a French league game between Marseille and, and Lyon, and then fucking Juventus with Cristiano Ronaldo's on Juventus now uh, mm-hmm. against AC Milan, which is like another like rivalry apparently. And uh, man, that place is bumping. And then one TV dedicated to the Bears and Lions game, and I was like, shit, I was trying to avoid this game. Can't get uh, away from you. Yeah. The only reason I watch is because Sunday Ticket just charged me for the for another month. I'm like, oh, well, but I should have used that to watch another. I mean, it was and a good friend of ours, a couple of good friends of ours, uh, Mike, Ronnie, and and Nick. They they went to that game. I hopefully they didn't pay too oh, much. Oh, I'm so sorry for that. I feel so sorry for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was, and I mean, 
both teams are. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was that was that was pretty ugly. <laughs> uh, I mean, I saw like you know on Twitter, because uh, you know I, I I didn't really watch the game. I was trying to actually actively avoid it, watching the other soccer games. Um, because, you know, it was like, you know, the TV, like on the, on this side of me, basically, I was like looking straight and I'd be like right here. So I had a great view of the game. It was like a little bit on my left. It was just like kind of straight away. And I was just like, I, I do not want to be watching any second of this. And luckily when I walked in, it was like third quarter. So I was like, oh, I didn't really see the game at this point. I was like, what's going on? And, um, apparently Trubisky is, is got like a couple touchdowns and everyone's going, you know. Everyone's pretty happy for that, but mm. one thing that's been like the uh, the conversation here in Chicago is if the Bears win this week, should they bring back their little dance party <laughs> after the game in the locker room? Which, uh, if you guys know me, you guys know I'm not a fan of this because I think the Bears are pretenders. Mm. Um, and I was I, I thought I, I felt that way since like really since they lost to the Packers, especially when they lost to Oakland Raiders um, mm. in London. <laughs> Now Oakland's looking like in a great a great team, but like I said, I tried to avoid football this Sunday, and I, I mostly succeeded. But I saw some highlights, which was really must have been a great week for the NFL. <laughs> uh, yeah, that block the block kick at the end, which is like really yeah. stuff like that. It's just it's really cool to see. Um, mm. But yeah, like you know, I, I just I just can't with football. Man, There's so much stoppages of play, a lot mm. of like, all right, this is happening. All right, that happened. All right, second down. All right, mm. timeout, timeout. Oh, delay a game. There's a flag for delay a game. Flag yeah. for holding. I, I just can't. So when I was watching soccer, I was like, all right, well, at least this is, you know, not much is going on in this game, but at least it's going. At least something's mm-hmm. happening in this game. Um, anyways, uh, that was my whole thing about football. Um, fuck the snow. That's what I <laughs> wanted to say for the last part because I have to drive around today. Um, but thank you again for listening and, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. We, hopefully we won't have another week off. It really depends on our coach, you know, what our coach says and yeah. on that day and physical therapist and stuff like that for load management. But, um, we'll see where we're at next week. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening and, uh, I'll see you around, Brendan. See you, homie. Always great talking with you, man. All right. Uh, we'll see you next time on the two way contract. This is episode three and, uh, stay tuned for episode four.